Life is filled with next steps. I asked my wife Ashley out on our first date in February 2004, and it was awesome. I almost instantly fell in love with her. Imagine how crazy if at the end of the night I told her that I had a great time and I'm so excited for our new relationship. I can't wait for the next time we can go out and be together. But then I go about my life and I kind of forget to call or ever take that next step to grow in our relationship or to do anything else with her. You'd say, well, she really wasn't as important as you said, right? Or if we began dating and we were getting really serious, but the months turned into years and I never took that next step of asking her to marry me, something's wrong there. Because life is filled with next steps that we are meant to take. And if we never take our next step, we get stuck, we regress, and eventually we become broken. Our spiritual life is exactly the same. And so what's your next step in your relationship with God? Are you taking it? That's what Peter is doing here, beginning in verse 13 as he transitions for the rest of chapter 1. He's just finished describing this living hope that we are born again to in Christ through the first 12 verses. And now he takes that theological foundation and turns it to application, calling us to be holy. And so let's read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Therefore, preparing your minds for action... And being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. The word, therefore, is his pivot point. He's saying, knowing all that you've just read and believing in this living hope that we just talked about, here's what it means for your life. Three things. First, prepare your minds for action. That word for prepare means to gird up. It's taking your robe, pulling it up around your knees, cinching it up around your waist so that you could run and move more freely for whatever action lay ahead. From entering combat to just trekking through a muddy patch of land. In the battle over our spiritual life and the temptation we face every day, Peter is saying, gird up your mind. Be ready for what lies ahead. Here's how the Bible says to do that. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. And so each day we gird up and we prepare our minds through God's word. Peter adds a second thought to prepare your minds for action, saying, be sober-minded, which is really talking about your spirit. Be calm, collected, and in control of your mind and spirit. Daniel shows us what this looks like. After he was kidnapped and taken into Babylon to be indoctrinated, Daniel 1.8 says, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. He made up his mind. He prepared his mind in advance to choose holiness in the face of a world that didn't. And second, Peter says, set your hope fully on grace. The King James says, hope to the end. In other words, have a perfect and complete hope in God's grace over your life. 
This is a question of where we turn to find purpose for our lives, to find our identity, to find relief when we are suffering, to fill up the emptiness that so often comes. If all that Peter has told us so far in this letter is true, that we as Christians will be resurrected as Christ was, that God guards us and our inheritance with him in eternity, that our salvation is secure, then there is only one logical place to set our hope. That is in God's grace to us at the future coming of Jesus. 2 Timothy 2.1 says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Titus 2.11 For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. God's grace saves us and strengthens us. Set your hope on His grace. And this is difficult work. It's hard to do. That's why Peter tells us to make a deliberate choice to set our hope on grace. We have to be intentional to do this. Otherwise, we will naturally tend to set our hope on things that cannot truly satisfy, like money and pleasure and career and possessions and reputation. Obeying this command takes a ton of mental work. That's why Peter has it connected here to preparing your mind for action. And I tell you what, I think I'll stop there and save verse 14 for next time, where we're going to talk about guarding against being conformed back into the old life and the old patterns of sin. Until then, let's prepare our minds by aligning it with God's word. Resolve in advance in the manner in which you're going to walk today. And believers, gird up. Put your big boy or girl pants on. Stop crawling in the comfort of your own living room. Stand up. Get your stance set and take a step and be ready for the action of the day with a sober mind and a heart that is firmly set on and finding hope in nothing but the grace of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. God, we need your help on this one. We cannot in our own strength be prepared and strengthened for the task of holiness in an unholy world. And so through your Holy Spirit, and putting on your armor each day. Protect us, guard us, strengthen us as we set our hope firmly and perfectly in you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.